Let's continue our daily Bible read today in Numbers chapter 16. And we're beginning to see the broken record of mankind. From the very beginning, Adam and Eve rebelled against God. God told them, I made this entire world for you. I made you on purpose to be the caretaker of all of that. I put you in charge of that. I've given all this as a gift to you. There's one tree you can't eat from. And knowing full well not to do that, they choose to rebel against God. And that's been the history of mankind since that time onward. And even when God does a great salvation event and he brings his people out of, out of Egypt in a land where they're forced to be slaves, where they had no hope at all for the future, God destroyed their enemy for them. Uh, he saved them out of that situation. He brought them through the Red Sea. He drowned Pharaoh's army there. He begins a new nation with them. He gives them his wonderful covenant of the Ten Commandments. He gives them structure for their community so things can be done in an orderly fashion. It's not chaotic. And yet they continue to rebel. And it's always a rebellion against authority. Um, that's our entire life. Whenever we sin, we break the first commandment. Always. We say, I want to be my God, or I'm going to let someone else be my God. Someone else is going to be my authority um, figure. And every one of those authorities are going to let us down. So God, who loves us so much, says, don't have any other gods before me. They will, they will kill you. They will drag you down. They will take you away. They don't even exist at all. You create them for yourself. If you want to be your own God, then you're going to have to pay for your sins in the end. But if you let me be your God, if you will believe and trust in me, I sent my only son to take the punishment in your place. You have faith in me and you will receive the benefits of that. And yet we have numerous examples in numbers of rebellion from people. And it's the thing that you and I struggle with every single day. Um, rebellion against God when it comes to commitment to marriage or to family or to my neighbor um, uh, or to be just a good steward of this world. And here we have, uh, you know, bountiful examples right here. So it's not only been, and now it's going to be uh, the very sons of Levi, some of the sons of Levi, the priests, the ones that God has given a special role. He's allowed them to be the ones that, that the kind of the go-between between them and God, the people and God, and what a special role he's given them. The people are to care for them. They don't have any land of their own, the Levites don't, but the people care for them. They're to bring things for them to eat, and they're there to care for them. What a special role they're given, and yet they still rebel. And how do they rebel? They claim that Moses and Aaron are usurping their authority, and and of course they're going to uh, um, they're going to bring them down. And and of course um, Moses and Aaron understand that authority from God means responsibility. Authority from God means um, means that now they have to be good stewards of, of what they're doing. Authority from God. God gave all authority to his son on this earth. And what does he come to do? To serve, to be a servant. God's faithful ones in authority are always servants. Servant leader is a, is a term that we coined in the last 40 or 50 years, but actually it comes from scripture. All of God's servants, whether it was his kings or his priests or Moses or Aaron, are always sent to be servants. They're to shepherd the people, not to lord it over them. Any And, and yet, and all authority figures today are supposed to follow that same thing. My role as a pastor in the congregation is to be a servant to the congregation. It's a leadership role. It's to lead God's people. And anytime God sets up any kind of authority, it's always, whether it was, it's in, it's in the, the husband is head of the household, parents in a family, yes, they are to lead, they are responsible, but they're to lead as shepherds who love their 
their sheep, love their children, love their wives, love their congregation, love those that they serve over. And when that gets out of whack, uh, we see what happens in our world. Um, and here's a great example here. And God's going to respond because God has set up authority. He set up Moses and Aaron, and he responds against those who rebel against him. And God says to Moses and Aaron, step aside. I'm going to punish them. And, and Moses and Aaron take the role, they take the role of a shepherd leader. And they say to God, when God says in verse 20, God says to them, separate yourselves from this congregation. Abraham begins, or Moses begins to play the role of a, of a go-between. He, he, um, he pleads for the people. God, will you be angry because of one person and then therefore punish the whole congregation? Doesn't it remind you of Abraham who pleads for Lot? God, are you going to uh, uh, you're going to uh, um, sweep away the righteous with the unrighteous? And Abraham pleads, God, what if there's fifty righteous in that town? What if there's forty-five? What if there's forty? That's what a faithful leader does. He pleads for his people. He shepherds them, and uh, um, and, and and there's a great example from him. But God says uh, ultimately. And, and, and through Moses, he warns the people um, uh, to not go along with this. And ultimately, the God, punish, God punishes them. He opens up the ground and, and the people that are rebelling against him are swept away. And, and you would think that would be the end of it. But go over to verse 41. Now the congregation, the whole congregation starts to rebel against Moses. So it's not just the Levites and the other leaders and priests. The whole congregation is going to do that. And Moses warns them again. And, and notice in, in in verse um, uh, in verse 46 he says he says to Aaron Aaron go amongst the people and plead for them that they would bring their incense and their censer and and worship God and and God calls Aaron or Moses calls Aaron to make atonement for the people now all of this is a type of what Christ has done for us he's made atonement for us he's pleaded before the mercy seat of God on our behalf he offers himself as that sacrifice and because of that God's wrath against those of us who believe in him as our savior is um, it, it, that wrath is taken care of. It's appeased in the sacrifice that Christ made. And it isn't just for certain people. Christ made that sacrifice for every single person, anyone who believes. It's the most wide open door that there is in scripture uh, in, in all of the world. Anyone who would believe, no matter who they are, um, would be saved. But of course, there are some who still reject. And by the end of the chapter, we read that, that the plague hits some people and 14,700 people die in that plague because they continue to rebel against God. So we see both the graciousness and the patience of God, but also the wrath of God and the law of God. He's got to show how serious this is, and he's going to do that. He's going to punish uh, along the way, uh, but he's always going to err on the side of his grace to go to save. And he does it through Moses and through, uh, through Aaron. So God bless you as you continue to read.